An inquiry on a credit report, if you're trying to borrow money, it's going to be a hard inquiry. Stop with the, it's going to be soft, it's going to be hard. This is total This is if you want to increase your score. This is all it takes. Welcome to this week's Simple Sense for Small Business. And we got a hot topic today. We're going to be talking about credit scores, credit reports, credit inquiries, myths, magic, mystery. Part of this will be an excerpt from our live show from last week, January 27th, 2021. That's how we got started on this whole topic. Folks, removing an inquiry from your credit report. When you are using these stupid apps, oh, we're going to remove an inquiry, you're actually committing fraud, by the way. Because if you gave a lender permission in writing, etc. We just got to, one today. He doesn't know it yet, but he's not going to oh, be happy. This client is on, in jeopardy of us firing him because, because he used this app. And we got a letter today at our office from Experian telling us we have removed the inquiry. Except I have a signed authorization for because I'm a formerly licensed loan officer. I know federal credit reporting rules and I know how to be compliant with those federal regulations. Mm -hmm. We get it in writing and we get a signature on it. And I'm going to send that to Experian and they may come back to the guy and say, you attempted to fraudulently, you know, remove an inquiry. Folks, the credit bureaus take this stuff really seriously. We were vetted for 14 months to be able to be authorized. Just let anybody run these credit reports. We had to go through 14 months. It took for us to get this. And so we take it very seriously. And we actually had where they just did a random, hey, you know, can you send us the documentation on when you ran this report on this person. Absolutely. Here yeah. you go. The reason we're incorporating this into the simple sense is because it is a mistake that people make or think when it comes to credit. So we want to clear all that up. You're the expert. So let's get started. Where do you want to start? That I'm the expert. Why am I the credit expert? 30 plus years in lending. As a mortgage banker for 30 years, most recently for the last three years plus in our financing business. Credit is one of my areas of special expertise, especially because I developed this knowledge because I helped so many people to become homeowners who had credit challenges. So I set out very early on to understand a lot of the credit issues that are still relevant today. But here today, we're talking about credit inquiries. So I have long maintained that all you folks out there with your apps on your smartphones, Mm. checking your credit every day, Complete waste of time. We're waste gonna, of energy. Time and energy. We're going to finish today's Simple Sense. Our Wealth and Hellness segment is going to be my steps on how you can have great credit and you never have to check an app ever. How about that? That sounds okay. good. Credit inquiries is a particular bone of contention for me. First of all, I literally was there 30 odd years ago when I heard fellow loan officers at banks I worked at telling potential home buyers on the phone, okay, well, I've pre-qualified you and I ran your credit report and it's good. But listen, now, very important, don't let anyone else run your credit because your credit score will go down and then I might not be able to get you the mortgage. Sounds like, wow, this is coming from the loan officer. This is valuable advice, except it's total bullshit. All it was was my fellow salespeople who were such cowards making up a lie Mm. to prevent their customer from shopping around because a mortgage inquiry is your ability to have other lenders look at your credit and make you an offer for how much they would lend you and what terms. Well, Russ, I I need to interrupt as the regular business person. I'm eating a yellow M&M. This is how misinformation gets spread feverishly people with an agenda i just posted on our aurora consulting instagram about how fear mongering is a sales strategy it is a sales tactic for people 
So it's sort of like the FOMO, fear of missing out. So they impose this misinformation so that... I love the fear-mongering. So yeah. some classic fear-mongering stuff that went on and probably still goes on in the real estate trade. If you don't put in an offer in today, this house might be gone by tomorrow. Yeah. I've got four other offers. I love that one. Let's go back to credit inquiries. Yeah. Today, with all these stupid apps that you all use on your phones and all these people mm -hmm. who are alleged experts about credit restoration, credit repair, which is another load of hooey, we'll do it another time, we'll talk about it. The thing they say is, don't let anyone run your credit because the inquiry will lower your credit score. That fear-mongering about mm -hmm. credit inquiries continues to this day, but it's mostly to do with people, you know, with these credit experts and these apps on your smartphones. And they're telling you, you know, if you want to have good credit score, don't let anyone run your credit because the inquiry will lower your credit score. And that's a bunch of hooey. Okay. It's hooey for two reasons. Number one, if you are applying for a car loan or a mortgage or a credit card or an SBA EIDL loan, they're going to run your credit. They have to. How are they supposed to make a credit decision about you? That's what it's called, a credit, credit decision. Yeah, credit score. Number two, as we're about to show you inquiries have a minimal, minimal effect on your credit score it is nothing to be concerned about with the worry and the questioning and the inquiring and with the fear financial professionals are you going to run my credit when are they going to run my credit how often are they going to run my credit if they ran my credit already you're going to run my credit again how many times do you think they're going to run my credit i can't have you run my credit because i already had other people running my credit it's complete okay. deep, deep breath by the way, she's not over-dramatizing it. That is literally no, there's a panic. how people sound. There's a panic. When I was a mortgage banker, people would say to me, no, I don't want you to run my credit. And I'd say, but I work at the bank and you're asking me to pre-qualify you for $500,000 that yeah. you want my bank to lend you. I've got to run your credit. Oh, no. No, you don't have to. I'll send you my credit report. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's you, the other thing. You're going to send me a credit report? I don't know where this came from. I don't know the validity or accuracy of it. I'm not making a lending decision. I mean, come on. We have to have some common sense when it comes to how you're approaching a major endeavor or decision when it comes to financing, when it comes to money in your life, whether it's personally and professionally, use some common sense. Yeah. Don't be driven emotionally because you're thinking of an outcome that hasn't happened yet. When I owned an insurance agency, I used to hear this all the time when I would tell them the process of how an insurance premium would be derived. And one of the things was there would be an insurance score that's derived from the credit score. Oh, are they gonna run my credit? And then I had to go through the whole thing with the difference between a hard inquiry and a soft inquiry. Can we get into that? So instead of saying, are you gonna run my credit? You have to step back and Linda said it, use your common sense and decide, do I want this insurance? Do I want this mortgage? Do I want this card? Do I want that credit card? Do I want this SBA loan? Because if I want it and I am applying for it, then people have to run my credit report. We did a couple of videos on our EIDL channel that'll be popping up and in the description. Take some time and do some research on a potentially different perspective that we might be bringing. And really, it's not to shame you, it is to educate you so that the emotional component is completely removed from your decision making. Step back, use your common sense. Number okay. two, we're gonna show you the effect 
Yes. In real points on real credit reports that we run here at Aurora Consulting, not that crap you get on your smartphone, where those credit scores often are very different from what lenders can obtain. We're showing three different examples of an actual credit report, not from online consumer no. credit platforms. These are reports that we run internally, so we are authorized to run credit reports the same as a mortgage company, the same as the SBA, the same as a lender, which gives us what's called the classic FICO score. And I don't want to hear about the versions. Do, do you know if it's a Vantage? Or listen, when you drive the car, how many of you actually know how many cylinders the engine has? Come on. That's a little Who's got basic. a 16 valve? I think that's a little basic. A World War II I think it's fighter. more like do you know when you hit the accelerator or the brake? How what it works? Mechanic. What you, when people tell me on the internet, oh, is this, it, do they run Vantage 5? What do you Who care? Cares? Who so cares? We've got three credit reports we're showing you that we pulled from client files. We've eradicated all personal identifying information. And I selected these three to demonstrate to you in the 500 credit score range, in the 600 credit score range, and the 700 credit score credit score range, how Experian is dinging, if you will, or what we call putting an impact on the credit score of eight points. It's and you can see from all three examples, the eight points, if you're on the lower end of the spectrum, it ain't going to get you where you got to go. No. And at the 700 spectrum, at the higher end, it's not going to harm you. So what the hell? Oh, let's wait. You forgot the most important thing. There's a most important thing? It's the most important I thing. I love the most important thing. It's temporary. Oh, this is true. <laughs> yeah, temporary. So we're talking 80 to 90 days. Although you'll see here in the notes for these different credit scores, it says too many inquiries last 12 months. What I did, by the way, in each one of these reports, I looked at the inquiries on the reports and None of these credit reports had an inquiry in the last 120 days, which is all the range that our reports mm. will show. So in these the last things, 120 last, days. the most recent 120 so days, so the too many. Months. How do they gauge "quote unquote" too Who many? Who even knows? Right. So let's the, just focus on the number eight points. Now that's experience. We don't run TransUnion and the Equifax scores, which you may see in one or two of the examples, does not even indicate any effect. I don't know why that is. Bottom line, get over your motions and look at the numbers. Eight points is not going to make you okay. or break you. This is the next thing we want to talk about. The wealth and wellness segment? Okay, maybe, but I don't know. You can fit it in where you want to fit it in before I forget because now it's fading from go, my go, memory. Go. The thing is, this is what I see or that I feel and hear from people when we're talking about this or how they're coming at with all the possibilities of the things that happen when it comes to financing. And this is this is it. They're worrying on the things that have already happened and it's oh. too late. That's, yeah. This is not what you should be focusing yeah. on. All these little things that impact the negatively. Look at the big brain on Linda. Now it's time. Instead of like, well, this, what about that? If and then, this and that. You know, what you need to focus on Train is has left the station. rebuilding. Now, what does rebuilding mean? Rebuilding does not mean repair because credit cannot be repaired. It can be rebuilt. So let's get into the rebuilding components. Well, I love the hat, first of all, because I bought it for you for Christmas. And number two, thanks for the segue. Wealth and Hellness segment like is all about my advice to you based on 30 plus years of reading credit reports. 
I'm gonna show you how to have great credit, great credit scores, and it is stupid simple. And you can write these things down and you can thank me all the way to the bank. You will pay lower interest rates in the future. You will have a much better time and you will never have to look at another credit app on your phone ever again. Which oh, by the way, every time you yes. use the app, tell them what's happening. This is the hellness part. When you're obsessed with these apps and looking and looking and looking, the phone now is capturing all the other things you're looking at and that's how the ads pop up. And They're that's collecting how they data. They're collecting data on you. What, it's well established that any free apps you download onto your smartphone, whatever it is, the reason it's free is because the people who created the app are collecting data. Do you think the credit scoring apps are any different? Of course not. They're creating data on your buying habits because here's what people do. They are thinking about a car or a house or a new refrigerator or a trip to wherever for a vacation. They may have Googled some ideas for these concepts and now they go and check their credit score. One one, two, connection, data. Oh, so. the other hellness piece is we have to retract the bit from last live show where you were saying about the eight points. How oh, yeah. Today's simple sense is my way of correcting myself. And I say this again, having read thousands of credit reports. You know, on our credit reports, what it says is it has your score, and it tells you all the reductions in score, the reasons. You know, four points here, eight points there, 12 points here, eight points here. Here's what it typically says on a credit report for inquiries. Too many inquiries in the last 12 months. Next sentence. Inquiries had minimal or zero effect. And you know what the numerical value next to that is for reducing your credit score? It says N-A. Because it's less than zero. And by the way, here's the scale. I, I know, but I want to, as a, as if a regular person. If your credit score is above 680 and there's a hard inquiry, maybe four points. I'm but usually zero. Next, if your credit score is between 620 and 680, maybe four, very rarely six points. If your credit score is below 600, eight points every time. Mm -hmm. And it's temporary. 90 to 120 days. I was shocked when I looked at these sample credit reports I pulled for you. Experience hammering everybody for eight points. You have no control over this also. We've done the, some podcasts on control what you can control, being obsessed with obsessing about things you have no control over. So here is my tips to getting great credit. You want to have three to five accounts open and active. When I say active, that means you are using them. It does not mean you never use that credit account. And by the way, paying them off in full every month is the same thing as never using them. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that in a moment. If you are not using these credit accounts, then they're not active. You've got to use your credit. Why? As with the other suggestions coming up in a moment, you've got to show the credit scoring algorithm. You've got to give it something to work with. Mm -hmm. If you are not making payments every month on a credit debt, then it can't tell what your payment history is. Paying it off in full every month does not give you the effect that you think it has. So this is another thing. When you're closing accounts, yeah. you can actually harm your credit score. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't close accounts. If there are credit cards or you paid off a car or a student loan, then they're going to close. Or credit, card, credit. credit cards or, or credit. credit cards that you may decide, you know, I have never used this or it's a JCPenney or a Sears and they're out of business. You may close the account. They may close the account. It'll have an effect negative on your score, but it's very temporary. And the whole concept with what I'm showing you here is that what you want to do with the My Tips is all of the good things I'm telling you to do counterbalances any blemishes right. on your credit report. My second tip for having 
great credit is keep some small balances. If you run a couple of accounts with small balances, and I'm talking right now about revolving credit. So if you have a credit limit of $5,000 and you run $200 on it, make the minimum payments for a few months, typically mm -hmm. six to eight months, and that will give the algorithm something good to And to. it's a minimal interest that you don't have to worry about. Ah, that's the other myth along with inquiries. You know, people don't actually do the math, but they have this terror in their head, emotional reaction, mm. to paying the interest. Paying the interest? Come on, cut it out. You're not really paying a lot of interest on 200 bucks or even $5,000. So make your minimum payments. Next, the longer you have, accounts open and active with good payment histories and with a real payment history where you're making payments on time every month, then that really boosts up your score. People with 800 credit scores, they got there more often than not because they've had great credit for a lot of years, mm -hmm. meaning more than five. Yeah. Okay. And we know there's a lot of you out there watching this thinking, oh, how do I get started? That's a whole other simple sense. We have a book we're working on that'll teach you on that. Next is utilization. This is a big one. People are always telling me, the guy who has literally read thousands of credit reports about their utilization. You don't know about utilization. I'm going to tell you. Everybody out there in the world says 30%. 50% utilization. This nonsense of 30% utilization is great if you live in your parents' house and you don't have to pay rent and mom buys all your groceries and all you do is spend your credit cards on gaming and going to the movies with your friends. In the world where I live in, where people have to use credit often to buy groceries or you know buy clothes for their kids and so on, they have to use their credit. You got a credit limit of $5,000. 50% of that is $2,500. Keep no more of a balance than $2,500. That's 50% utilization. Okay. If you go over 50%, it will have a negative impact on your credit score. But again, unless you're maxed out, if it's 5,000 limit and you're at 5,000 or $5,100 use, which can happen, that's a much more deleterious effect on the credit score than if you're $2,560 compared to a $5,000 limit. The thing about credit that I learned a lot of years ago is this, it's a living, breathing thing. All these rules have have to be taken with a certain understanding that your life does affect your credit and your credit affects your life and how you use your credit. People take it too far. They let it take over their lives negatively. It's not as important that you need to check in with it every day. That's not how it That's works. Nuts. So to recap, the wellness, the wealth and health. So to recap, health. So to recap, Take Wealth five. and hellness, remove the emotional component and think about common sense. My tips for great credit, three to five accounts, open and active for 24 months. If you have revolving credit and it has a credit limit of X amount of dollars, don't owe more than 50%. All right. Make your payments on time. Don't close accounts. Don't pay off balances in full. Try to keep some balances and make minimum payments. Next week, you're going to want to hang out with us and continue talking about mistakes people make when scaling a business, taking on and doing too much. Because who doesn't do too much or take on too much? Hang out. See you next time.